Aren't you glad that we are hooked up with the God who never gives up? He never gives up on us. Hallelujah. He's not going to give up on your relatives either. Praise the Lord. So tonight we're going to share an exciting word. It might not sound so exciting in the beginning, but we're going to talk about perseverance. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated as we get into the word of God tonight. You know, I know there's probably a few people in here that have been in the same situation I found myself in before, feeling like I want to quit this. I'm done. I'm not going to stick with this. If I was to ask for a show of hands, one thing maybe that we've all probably given up on would be a diet. Anybody ever given up on a diet? I'm going to stick with this. And after three days, we're like, uh, I need ice cream. I need candy. Or I, or like in January, it seems like we, we belong to a, a workout facility. And in January, the place is packed because people are like, I'm making a New Year's resolution. I'm going to exercise every day. And you know, by the end of February, it's pretty empty. So people have a tendency, all of us do, have a tendency to say, I'm quitting this. This or, you know, when it comes sometimes even to things of things of God, we can say, this isn't working. I prayed last week and I've not seen any results. I said my hundred confessions and it still has not come to pass. We've all had marvelous opportunities like our, our spiritual father used to say. We've all had marvelous opportunities to quit. But guess what? We don't have to quit. In the name of Jesus, we can persevere and we can see through to the end the thing that we are believing God for. And oftentimes when we have those thoughts come to us, if this is not working, throw in the towel, just stop praying, stop going to church. It's not working for you. When those things happen, often it's because we have allowed our spirit man To become weak. And you know our spirit man needs to be fed. Just like our physical body needs to be fed. And oftentimes as Christian we make sure that our physical body. And it was people gets three hot meals a day. But when it comes to our inner man. Our spirit man. It's like oh you're lucky if I give you a cold snack every once in a while. You know what? Your spirit man won't be the dominant one and won't be the one in charge if we don't feed our inner man nourishment. We just had our granddaughter here. And uh, when she's here, she kind of takes over Grammy's iPad. And I let her buy all these. By the way, honey, we're going to have a lot of Apple bills. But I let her buy all of these little games. Nice little games. But she was, she's really into animals. So she was buying all these little animal games. And, and yesterday, my wonderful husband, great papa, he flew her back to LA. So I didn't have to. He went down and an hour and a half later turned around and came back home. Yay, pastor. Yay, papa. But anyhow, <laughs> as soon as they had left, I think I went, sat down in my little prayer chair and I'm like, okay, 
Grammy's going to pray and Grammy's going to get in the word, get ready to preach tomorrow. I'll open up my iPad and it started talking to me. And this little cat said, feed me. And I'm like, what? These things are talking to me. And then in a little bit, this little doggy popped up and said, I'm awake now and I'm hungry. And I'm like, what in the world? These animals are talking to me. I actually had to text pastor and have him ask Livy what games this was so I could delete them. I didn't want to be in the middle of a message and hear, feed me, I'm hungry, and all this stuff are in church. But as these little animal apps were popping up and talking to me and telling me they were hungry, it just dawned on me and I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be awesome if we had an app, if God had an app, And our spirit would pop up and say, feed me, feed me, feed me. I'm hungry. And I was thinking about it. I was like, well, we do. Not an app, but we do have a voice. We have the voice of our spirit. Our inner man will tell us things. Our inner man will cry out and say, little week down here. How long's it been since you've been in the word? Our inner man will cry out if we'll listen and say, it's time to worship the Lord, our little inner man, will be the one that is strong. And he does have a voice. And he'll tell you, don't say that. You're going to regret it if you say that. Don't go there. You'll be sorry. Don't watch that. And sometimes our little spirit man is getting weak. Because he hasn't been nourished and taken care of. And it's, you know, that one commercial. Seems like sometimes our little spirit man may be, may be going, Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I'm down here. I'm talking to you. Can you hear me now? We do have a voice. It's called the voice of our own spirit. The Holy Spirit talking to us. And when we don't take care of him, just like if you don't take care of your physical body, you get in trouble. If you don't take care of your spirit, man, you're going to get in trouble. And when you're in trouble, if he's not strong, you're not going to be able to face that situation with the strength of God. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 18, 14, I like this passage in the Amplified. It says this, the strong, everybody say strong. strong, the strong, don't you just like that? The strong spirit of a man, what will it do? Sustain him in bodily pain or in trouble, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear. It's not going to be of any good. But this is telling us when your spirit man is strong, it will sustain you. It will sustain you when sickness tries to attack itself to your body. It will sustain you when you find yourself in trouble. Has anybody ever encountered any trouble? Has anything ever showed up? And you were like, where did that come from? But if you've been doing what you know to do, 
meditating on the word of God. If you've been praising him daily, trouble shows up. Your spirit man rises up and trouble leaves. Hallelujah. The stronger one wins always. And your spirit should be the stronger one. Up for the challenge. Up to face whatever comes our way when we've been getting attention to the word of God. Doesn't it say over in Proverbs chapter 4, my son, attend unto the word of the Lord. Give the word your undivided attention. Guard your heart for out of it proceed the issues of life. So when we're strong on the inside, that means we're going to be able to persevere. And we're not going to quit. We're not going to crumble. We're not going to fall apart when difficulty shows up in our life. One minister was asked, what is this? He'd been in the ministry for many, many years. And he was asked, what is the secret to the success of your ministry and your longevity in the ministry? And this was his spiritual reply. It was, I didn't quit. I didn't quit. And that's what it takes in life to win sometimes. It's just flat, don't quit. We just celebrated 35 years of this wonderful church and us as pastors. And you know, part of the reason we were able to celebrate 35 years is simply we didn't quit. We had marvelous, again, like Brother Hagin used to say, marvelous opportunities to leave. Marvelous opportunities to quit. Ask Pastor Tom and Pastor Kimberly if that thought ever crossed their mind. But guess what? We didn't quit. We persevered. And we're still here today and we're going strong in the name of Jesus. So as I was thinking about perseverance, obviously I wanted to go look up some definitions. So listen to these definitions. They're good. The word, first of all, persevere. To persist in or remain constant to a purpose. An idea or a task in the face of obstacles or discouragement. Now that right there disqualifies some people or they disqualify themselves. They won't remain constant to anything. They won't remain at the same job. They don't want to remain in the same relationship. If If it gets difficult, they're out of here. That's not what we want to do. Perseverance. Persevere is to remain constant. To be steady. Now listen to the verb of persevere. I like this. That was the noun. This is the verb. Keep going. Keep it up. Never say die. Did a whole message on that years ago. Never say die. Even if it feels like you're drowning underwater and you got one nostril above, never say die. Say, oh no, I'm not quitting. I'm never going to concede to you, devil. I'm never going to say die. 
And then I really like this one. If we have any folks in here that are from the British, uh, not British Isles, but from England and you are of British descent, carry on, old chap. That's one of the definitions. Carry on. Carry on. (laughs) Keep going. Carry on. In the midst of defeat. You know, the British are known for that. They're known for having a strong backbone and just carry on. Keep going. Whatever's facing your, your life. And then we'll look at perseverance. Perseverance means this. Stick to itiveness. Whatever that means, stick to it. You ought to stick like glue to what God has called you to do. To what God has told you to do. You ought to stick to it. When God joins you to a wonderful local body like this. You ought to serve the Lord with joy and gladness. And not run for the hills when somebody doesn't smile at you at church. Stick to it. Tenacity. Steadfastness. You've all heard this saying. Quitters are never Winners, but what's the rest of it? Winners are never quitters. You can't win a race if you quit in the middle of it. You can't win at life if you just are always quitting when it gets difficulty. Quitters are never winners, but winners never quit. Amen? And it's not just not quitting. That makes us win. But it's learning how to tap into God's supernatural ability that he is giving us. Learning how to walk in the word. Walk by faith and not by sight. Learning that it is a strong spirit of a man that will sustain him. And what is it that makes your spirit man strong? Well, we want to look over at Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll see some things here. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 is an amazing chapter. I encourage you to read the whole chapter later on. In this chapter, we're going to see where he talks about putting on the whole armor of God, talks about using our faith and that armor in prayer. We're not going to, for sake of time, go into all of that tonight, but I do, again, encourage you to read that at a later time. But we want to look down at verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 6, and I'd like to read it out of the Amplified. In conclusion, be strong in your flesh. Is that what it says? In conclusion, be strong where? In the Lord. And then I love this word, be empowered. Doesn't that sound good? Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. That's a power-packed scripture. He's saying, be strong, not in your own strength. Be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him. His boundless might will be provided. Be empowered through your union 
with him. Pastor read this scripture this morning and you need to listen to those messages, both of them. The 11 o'clock was awesome. Both were good though. John 15, 7 in the Amplified. He read it this morning. I want to repeat it. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts ask whatever you will it shall be done for you what does that say live in me isn't it true in him we live and move and have our being in him is our everything. We abide in him. That is our dwelling place. We need to be vitally united to him. That's when we're going to have fruit in our life. It's not this attitude barely connected to Jesus. I'm sort of serving him. I'm kind of a Christian. I kind of love Jesus, but, you know, I want to have one foot in the kingdom of God, but the rest of me is over here in the world. I want to see how much I can live and get by and, and still be a Christian. That shouldn't be the attitude. He said vitally connected with him. A few years ago, I was getting a facial. Yes, that's why my skin's so beautiful. I get facials. Anyway... <clears throat> And sometimes you go to some of these spas, and I have certain ones I go to, and I have know the people that do that. I prefer that. I like people to, that are touching my face. I want to. I want to know who, who they are, what kind of spirit they're carrying. You know what I mean? But this particular day, I couldn't get the lady I wanted, so I had this other lady. And so right off the bat, you know, they usually ask, "What do you do?" So I was telling her what we do, and this was the craziest response I have ever ever heard. She said, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian light. I said, a Christian light? There went my relaxation because my spirit man was like disgusted. L-I-T-E, L-I-T-E, light. Light. Oh, sugar-free. Yeah, yeah, L-I-T-E, a Christian L-I-T-E, like light, you know, like Diet Coke or sugar-free. I know I don't say my words right. Thank you, Pastor, Pastor Honey, for helping me. Christian L-I-T-E. And that's what I said to her. What do you mean, Christian light? And she goes, well, I'm not that strong in my beliefs. I embrace Christianity, but I'm open to other religions too. Bunk and baloney, I wanted to say. Christianity... Is not Christianity is not a coffee or a soft drink where you can say I want it L I T E or I want it diet. I don't want all the heavy stuff. Just a little bit of the flavor. No way. No way. The Bible says we're to be strong in the Lord. If you're going to be a Christian, be a strong Christian. Have a strong commitment. Be strong in the word and the power of his might. Have a strong testimony. Be strong in serving him. 
Can I get a witness? Amen. Has anybody else ever heard that term? I've never heard it since, but I thought it was the dumbest thing. No such an animal. You either is or you ain't. And we as believers in this place. And we are strong in the Lord. And we believe the word with all of our hearts. Amen. Walk by faith in this place. Hallelujah. So anyhow, when we are connected to him and we are strong on the inside, guess what? His strength provides things for us. Philippians 4.13, again in the Amplified, tells us what happens when we tap into his strength. I have strength for what? All things. What does all mean in the Greek? It means all. There are no exceptions. It doesn't mean we're strong for this situation, but there's no grace for that one. No, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. There's that word again, empowers me. I am ready for anything. And equal to anything through him who infuses me with what? Inner strength, inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Through him, we are empowered. We are equal. We are ready for the task. Equal to anything and everything that comes our way. You know, empowered today is really kind of like a buzzword. Everybody wants to be empowered to express themselves. Everybody wants to be empowered to be me. Well, whoopee-doo. No, we're not empowered to be us in ourselves. We're empowered to represent him. The word empower literally means to give authority to to authorize it's not about me myself and i it's about him that he has empowered us he has made us authorized dealers of his name of his word of his power did you know that there's a lot of false advertisement that pops up on on the internet on Facebook, whatever, there are a lot of cons out there. And they'll say, you know, so-and-so, some big name, celebrity name, has authorized this product. They've endorsed this product. And then you'll get an email or something else will pop up, and the celebrity will say, I did not endorse that product. I did not authorize that company to use my name. Well, you and I, hallelujah, we have been authorized. We have been empowered because he empowered us. It's not about us. It's about him. He has empowered us. He has authorized us to be carriers of his glory. Carriers of his anointing. Everybody hold your hands out like this and say, Jesus Jesus lives in me. Jesus Jesus is is in these hands. I'm anointed. I'm appointed. I'm an authorized dealer of the anointing. Hallelujah. 
That's who you are. That's who we are in him. Unfortunately, if Jesus was looking down from heaven, which he is, and all these, you know, these people might have a sign out on their church or somebody might say, I'm kind of sort of a Christian. Jesus could say, false advertisement. You, I've been giving you my name, but you are not using it. You're not acting like an authorized dealer of what's been given to you. But here in this place, we know who we are in Jesus Christ and what we have. Amen. Amen. So he said in this scripture here, he said, he will infuse us with inner strength. What happens if your blood count in the natural gets extremely low? What what is one of the first things they're going to do? The doctors are going to give you a blood transfusion. A transfusion so that that weakness in your body can be strengthened. Because if you're low in blood, you're going to be very, very weak. So they give you this blood transfusion. What does Jesus do if we're tempted to be weak, tempted to faint, tempted to give up? Tempted to throw in the towel. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And I'm going to give you strength. Hallelujah. If we'll come into his presence, he will give us a Holy Ghost transfusion. He will infuse us, like it says in the Amplified, with his strength, with his power, with his ability, with his might, and with his wisdom. In his presence. We've got what it takes to win in life, folks. We've got what it takes to go through anything that the enemy throws against us. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit of God on us and in us. And us tapping in to what belongs to us. Amen. Now, down in verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go back there to that chapter. This is another thing. I want to read this one out of the King James. We're talking about not quitting. We're talking about persevering. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand What are we going to do? Stand. We're going to stand. We're not going to cow down. We're going to stand. This word withstand there. The root word meaning of it literally means this. Vigorously opposing, bravely resisting, and standing face to face. So when we face that difficult situation, sometimes you might feel like, it sends such an evil presence that it's like you're looking the devil himself in the eyes. And again, we're not magnifying him, but evil presence, evil spirits are real. But they're not greater than who's on the inside of us. And they're nothing to fear. We got the name of Jesus. He said we can cast out devils in his name. But if there's some sort of an evil presence or something that shows up, maybe through a person and they're like growling at you, I've had people growl at me, you know, things like that. You don't run at terror 
No, you say, in the name of Jesus, you come out of that person. In the name of Jesus, you do what that verse said. Withstand. Stand face to face. And if it seems like all hell is breaking out against your family, you don't cow down. You don't back down. You say, okay, I'm taking a stand. Having done all to stand, I'm going to stand right here. I'm drawn a bloodline. Devil, you can't cross this bloodline. You're not coming any further on this attack in my household, in my family. I'm resisting you vigorously and with the force of faith. And I'm commanding you to go in the name of Jesus. And don't do it in a weak little voice with, please, devil, leave me alone. No, stand. Stand tall. Stand in faith. And if you just imagine, if you're not seeing anything in the realm of the spirit, who most people don't, but just imagine and just look this thing in the eye and say, you're going to leave in Jesus' name. Somebody's going today. Somebody's leaving today. And it's not me. You are so out of here in the name of Jesus. Having done all to stand. Stand. Never say die. Never quit. Carry on, old chap. Hang in there. You're the winner. You're not the quitter. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We've been given the authority. We've been given the weapons to withstand all evil forces with our faith with our confession and in our prayer life this entire chapter ends up with what we're supposed to do with this authority and this armor of god so let's look at verse 18 of ephesians chapter 6 in the amplified again praying at all times on every occasion in every season In the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. Pastor Mark, again, he preached this morning on possibility praying. You need to listen to that. We're to know how to pray in every situation and in every circumstance. There's different kinds of prayers and there's different rules for different kinds of prayer. That's why it said pray at all times. On every occasion, in every season, we can pray in the spirit and he'll show us what kind of prayer do you need to be praying here? If you need healing, you don't need to be praying a prayer of salvation. I mean, just figure it out. The spirit of God will lead you on which prayer covers your case and find scriptures to back up those prayers. With all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end. Now look at this part. I like that. To that end. Keep what? Alert. Watch with strong purpose and perseverance. Interceding in the behalf of all of the saints. God's consecrated people. What's it telling us? We're to be alert. We're to be watchful. We're to have strong purpose and we are to persevere. One of the definitions again, remain constant. 
Unfortunately, a lot of people in our day know very little about being constant and remaining with anything. Many live by the slogan, I will if it's easy. Or I'll stay in this relationship as long as there's no conflict. I'll serve in the church if I feel like it. No way. We have, has anyone ever found out that we got to walk by faith? We got to live by faith. Sometimes you got to love by faith. I won't mention any names, but you know, there's days. There are days. Mama said there'd be days like this where you wake up and you don't feel like you like or love anybody. But by faith, I didn't name any names. We walk in love. I could have been talking about one of my relatives. I could have been talking about one of you. Oh, no, don't answer the phone. It's them. See, I mean, now just get your imagination going, whatever. But no, don't. But we have to do life by faith. That's a better way to say it. We walk by faith. We live by faith. We love by faith. But you know what? Faith isn't just a confession. It's an action. We're winding down here. I heard somebody recently say this, that the promises in the word are motion activated. Isn't that good? And then he said this, many churches are full of nouns. It's all about me, myself and I. Let me go to church and take a selfie and put it on Facebook so everybody can see how good I looked when I was worshiping Jesus. That's been a noun. The church is full of nouns. The subject being me. Me, right? But listen to this part. But God is looking for verbs. He's looking for people who will believe and act in faith, who will persevere in the face of opposition. You want to be a verb or you want to be a noun? Pastor's both. He's acting out and he's... (laughs) Which one are you? I mean, it's all right to come to church and look good for sure, but it's not about us when we come to church. It's about believing God, about worshiping God, about attending to the word. And then it's about going out and acting, not just being hearers of the word of God, but doers, being a verb, not just a noun. Hallelujah. I thought that was great. How many verbs do we have in the house? All right, good. Hallelujah. Now, I want to close by reading this story. That will inspire your faith, I do believe, about perseverance. Probably a lot of you in here have never heard of this dear little saint. She's been in heaven many years. A little lady named Rachel Tifateller. She was very hooked up with uh, Billy Brim, with Phil and Fern Halverson. Great, great men and women of prayer. But she was married to an alcoholic guy for many years. So this is her story. And I'm just going to read it to you. So she says this. When you pray, you can send the word to people 
The Lord showed me that one time. He showed me a picture of Jesus and revealed to me that Jesus spoke the word and sent it to the person or that person. When he spoke the word, it traveled. Isn't that good? You can do the same thing. You can send the word out of your mouth to an individual. And if you're walking like you should, it will do God's work because it's quick, it's powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. The Lord taught me this years ago. In those days, uh, she was living in Dallas. I would go to the church every day for the 10 o'clock prayer meeting. Then I'd go to the prayer room and I would pray many times all day. Sometimes I wouldn't even come to myself until 6 o'clock when the maintenance man would be waiting to close the church door. I spent a whole year like that. And all during that time, my husband Horace was drunk, drunk, drunk. People would talk about us and say, isn't that something? She stays in the prayer room all day long while he's out drinking and getting drunk, drunk, drunk. It was the talk of the neighbors, but I got the answer anyway. God showed me two bulldogs. And they had a piece of cloth in their mouths, one, one on each side, and they were pulling against each other. God said, those bulldogs represent you and Horace. Then he said, don't ever turn loose and he will eventually come to your side. So I kept holding on to that in faith. I believed for 15 years that he was going to be saved. And finally, after all that time, she woke up. She said, I woke up in the middle of the night and it was just like Horace was already saved. It was like he was walking with God, even though I knew he had been on a week long drunk. The next day he came in so drunk, he didn't even know his name. But my son sat him down at the table and suddenly the Holy Ghost came over both of us. My son pointed his finger at his dad and he said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that foul alcoholic demon and I command you to come out of my dad. Now, some people will say, well, why didn't she do that 15 years earlier? There wasn't any unction. You have to pray. You have to seek God. You can't give up, but you got to wait for the anointing and the unction to deal with these situations. When he did, my husband fell on the floor and foamed at the mouth. And in a little bit, he got up, shook himself. He was cold, sober. He never did touch alcohol again a little while later i was praying in the holy ghost i'd forgotten about those two bulldogs but suddenly i saw them again but this time they were both holding on to the same side of the cloth and the lord said it's done and her husband served the lord all the rest of the days of his life hallelujah now some may say 15 years sounds like a long time to stand but in the light of eternity it's nothing 
So keep holding on for your loved ones. Be a spiritual bulldog. Amen. You may be praying over a situation or a family member and you say, I've been praying over this for weeks, for months, perhaps even years. But I drop by tonight to encourage you. Don't quit. The victory is nigh. Hallelujah. Stand your ground. Stand in faith. Keep it up. Never say die. Hallelujah. And you will win. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.